0: Terrible Teacher by Chris Alton Chapter One Layla, are you nearly ready? Dad shouted at the search to me. He was growing impatient again. I'll be two minutes, I answered, with little conviction. He said that ten minutes ago. I know, I know, I'm coming. Dad always complained about timing and being late. He said it was much better to be early and prepared continually mourned that I was always 15 minutes late. Ha! 12 minutes today. I thought to myself, it was the first day of school. I was moving into year six, Mr. Topping's class, the terrible teacher. He was angry and sound stressed all the time. He's old, not young or cool, but he teaches year after year children to prepare for their tests at the end of the year, before they moved to high school. He must be good at it, to be kept in that class. I think he has been there for ages, like an old teacher, stuck in his ways. Not perfect, but efficient. He dressed smartly, but old-fashioned. He wore a brown cord jacket with patches on the elbows. Always a white shirt, but with varying ties, often covered in stains probably coffee, or what was consumed at dinner that day. He spent most of his time in class. He sat at his desk, marking books with negative comments, keeping children in for breathing too loud in class, preparing more boring lessons that sucked the souls and enjoyment out of children. In fact, other than playground duty or dinner time duty, he was always in class. Mr Topping never ventured to the room for a drink of coffee, Teaching assistant Mrs. Driver always appeared after breaks with a cup of steaming liquid. You know the sort, a metal cup with a lid for health and safety. It said, I'm a teacher, what's your superpower? I was sure him being a teacher was not a superpower. He was more like a supervillain. I could imagine him in a secret underground lair sat behind an enormous modern desk with a giant fish tank behind him, taking up the entire wall, no doubt full of piranhas, which he could feed naughty children to. He would probably have a chair for visitors to sit in, and when the, with the flick of a switch, he could send them disappearing down a black hole to oblivion. Mrs Driver was his loyal subject, his right-hand woman. She followed his instructions to the letter, whether through loyalty or fear. She seemed very nice, pleasant and, well, normal whenever spoken to in other situations. She ran the school council, which Mr Topping had nothing to do with, thankfully, and she was always nice to me. She must be terrified of him, fearing for her job or the wrath of the terrible teacher when he bellowed in disappointment and disapproval. Only children in Year 6 went into that classroom. No younger children ever entered. Teachers did not send them in, probably in fear that never returning. Any messages that needed to be passed on were always done by the teacher or teaching assistant, but never a child. Children in Year 6 always seemed subdued and moved in the corridors in silence and perfectly straight lines. They moved from class to the hall for assembly with military precision, like soldiers on parade. They never spoke. If they did, there would be horrific consequences. The head teacher, Mrs. Garner, praised them continually for excellent behaviour. Yet the children did not do it for her. It was all through fear of him. I knew some of the children in Year 6. We spoke at playtime or out of school at my swimming club. Strangely, they never had a bad word to say about Mr. Topping. Don't get me wrong, they did not say anything good either i'm sure that was through fear what's it really like in there i asked my friend ava a year six victim and fellow swimmer well it's very strict you're not allowed to speak and if you don't do work you stay in until it's done came the reply does he ever smile or be nice i asked you're joking aren't you ava laughed in response i have never seen him smile once I gulped and began to panic. This was my life for a year. I thought Mr. Fraser was bad, my year four teacher, but according to Ava, it only got worse. Mr. Fraser was an angry teacher. He always shouted. We had to sit in silence all the time. He was not particularly great teacher, but he got things done as everyone was so scared of him. You would have thought he hated children, but then there was one person he hated more, Mr. Topping. There seemed to be a continuous feud between the two, whether it be comments on the yard, in assembly, or full-blown arguments in the corridor. The classroom doors were nearly opposite each other, which caused no end of problems. I remember on one occasion, when I was in Mr. Fraser's class, a child from Year 6 came in with a note from Mr. Topping. Our class was, as usual, in silence, no doubt like Year 6 so the note was passed over without a word. Mr. Fraser read the note, and immediately I could see his blood begin to boil. He rubbed his hand through his thinning hair and let out a large cry. What? The class sat in silence. The angry teacher was poised for action, but who would take the brunt of his fury? I cannot believe that man, the nerve of him! He picked up his blue blazer jacket and rapidly dressed, brushing down his pink shirt and his paisley tie. Then he marched out of the room, showing off his pink socks and his drainpipe trousers climbed halfway up his calves. Layla, you are in charge. What this meant was I had to sit there and if any of my classmates moved or spoke, I had to write their name on the whiteboard at the front of the class. This was a terrible position to be put in, as I was basically the class grass now. However, there was an unwritten rule in Year 4, whereby if anyone did speak or move, it was ignored by the temporary leader, and when Mr Fraser returned, the mini-teacher informed the angry one that everyone had been fine. It worked in everyone's favour, a happy class and not an angry teacher. As it was my turn to be temporarily in charge, I stood at the front of the class, pen in hand, next to the whiteboard. From this position, I could see the whole class, but more importantly, I could see into the corridor. I could see Mr. Fraser entering Year 6 and waving the note in the direction of Mr. Tupping. The terrible teacher rose to his feet and escorted the angry teacher into the corridor. I expected a huge argument to follow, but instead a few quiet words were exchanged. Mr. Topping remained very calm despite the obvious agitation of Mr. Fraser. Several minutes passed of silent arguing until Mr. Fraser screwed up the note and threw it at Mr. Topping. He then turned and re-entered the class. As the door opened, we all heard him say, ''I will have my revenge, Mr. Topping. You mark my words.'' Mr. Topping stood and gave a menacing glance towards his nemesis, "'turned and returned to class. "'Sit!' came my instructions, "'and I returned to my place silently. "'Not another word was mentioned about the incident "'until break time, "'when everyone was talking about it on the playground. I thought he was going to hit him. "'Did you see how red he went? "'Can't believe he, they didn't shout. "'I bet Mr Toppin would win in a fight.' "'The comments continued, "'but no one had an explanation.' what was written on the note. Even Adele, who had been the note-carrier, had no idea what was written on it. Mr. Tupping was sat at his desk as usual, and looked shocked at something he had seen on his computer screen. He then wrote the note and asked me to take it to your class, she explained, to the crowd, who had gathered around her for more detail. Further incidents like this continued, throughout the year, always ending in squabbles in the corridor. When I left for year four, for year five, a relative amount of calm had returned, and it was an excellent year as I had Mrs. Oliver. She was a young teacher with lots of enthusiasm, and her lessons were always fun. She used to make fun out of both teachers on either side of her, but made us promise not to tell or she would get into trouble. We did everything she said, we trusted her, and she made our days pass. "'with lots of fun educational activities. "'I was very sad to leave Mrs. Oliver's class. "'Not only did I learn a lot, "'but the thought of going into Year 6 was daunting, "'not only for me, but for the rest of my class. "'Normally schools have a transition day in July, "'in preparation for September. "'But Mr. Topping refused. "'He said he had to keep his children working "'right till the end of the year, with no exceptions.' The some holidays passed I gradually became more and more anxious about going back to school Dad did not seem too concerned and said working in a class like that would be good for me and get me prepared for high school In all honesty I would rather have skipped year 6 and gone straight on to high school The final night of the holidays had come and I was in bed about to turn my light out ready to go to sleep Dad came in as he always did and could tell something was wrong. "'What's the matter?' he quizzed me. "'Nothing?' I lied. "'Tell me, please.' I took a deep breath. "'I'm scared of Mr Topping.' "'There, I said it. "'You don't need to worry. "'Mr Topping will be fine. "'He'll have a great time in Year Six. "'But he's so scary, Dad.' "'Listen, everything will be okay. "'Trust me. "'See how tomorrow goes.' and we'll talk about it again tomorrow, okay? I reluctantly agreed, kissed my dad, turned over to go to sleep. That night, I dreamt Mr. Topping had a secret torture chamber beneath his classroom where naughty children were sent. I did not sleep much, but when I did finally drop off, it felt like I'd slept for an hour. Today was going to be tough.